Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Thank you for joining me today. I trust you're having a great day. And even if you're not having a great day, today's a great day to have a great day. You know, it all does come down to our attitude, doesn't it? The Word tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, not that we want to thank Him for all the bad situations and all the bad things that go on, but we do want to thank Him for who He is in our life, and that He is always taking care of us, no matter what the situation is. God is still on the throne, and He is still in control of all the circumstances that surround our lives. A great example of this is found in Corrie Ten Boom's book called The Hiding Place. She relates an amazing story about the importance of being thankful. And I'd like to take a few moments and just share a little bit of that story with you. Corrie and her sister Betsy were held in a concentration camp where they lived in a barracks that was plagued with fleas. Fleas were everywhere. They were in their hair and on their bodies. And one day, Betsy looked at Corey and told her that they needed to be thankful for the fleas. Corey thought Betsy had gone too far. She couldn't even imagine giving thanks to God for the fleas. But Betsy insisted. She reminded her sister that the Bible says, "...in everything give thanks." Still, Corey didn't want to thank God for those fleas. Corey went on to explain that Betsy and her were trying to reach the other women in the barracks with the gospel message, and they had been holding Bible studies in the barracks. They found out later that because of the fleas, the guards would not go into those barracks, so the women were able to have their Bible studies. And as a result, they had the freedom to minister to numerous women. If the Bible says, in some things give thanks, I would say, oh, you know what? Not a problem there. But it says, in everything, give thanks. And I'm sure that as you look back over your life, you know that that is not an easy thing to do sometimes. This verse doesn't say that we should give thanks for everything. Rather, it says to give thanks in everything. Some things have happened in my life And I'm not happy that they happened. But I can say that I am glad, in spite of the circumstances, that we can give thanks to God because He loves us and He has great plans for us. We can trust Him to turn situations and circumstances around for us. As we pray and that we believe Him, that He hears us, that He is turning our situation around. He's answering our prayers so that our joy can be made full. We have so much to be thankful for each and every day. However, you know, some days the reality of life and its constant demands, the struggles, the worries, they can press in on us and we give more room to defeat and the way we're thinking rather than having a heart of thanksgiving. Are you with me? Have you been there? You know, we may just forget in the midst of all of our busyness and our pressures just to stop and pause and thank God for all that He's done for us and what He continues to do for us. Sometimes it's really a sacrifice to offer a praise and thanksgiving to God. That's when we have to stop and look at our hearts. We may not feel like it. 
We may be struggling. We may be weary. We may be tired. We may feel like God has let us down. We may think that God may be distant or he's too far away. Or have you ever thought that he really doesn't even care what's happening in my life? He doesn't care about the pressure that I'm going through or the trouble that I'm facing. Well, you know what? You may be experiencing that kind of pain today. You may be experiencing the pain of a a report that just takes the breath away. It takes your breath away. You can't even think about what your next step is. Or it may be that you've lost something in your life and you want it back. And that loss may be sending you into a state of depression. Well, I'm here to tell you the good news. I'm here to tell you that what's happening and the way God looks at you, it can make a difference in your life. Today, right now, we have to choose. We have to choose every day to give Him thanks. You know, when we have a heart of thanksgiving, we realize that no matter what we face, God doesn't just work to change our situations to help us through our problems. No, He does so much more. He changes our heart. His power through our heart of gratitude and a mind that is focused on Him, it releases the grip of our struggles that they have over our life. You know, we're strengthened by His peace and we're refueled by His joy as we start giving Him praise and thanksgiving. You know, as I was preparing this series and studying God's Word, I just was reassured that His Word is filled with many reminders of how powerful and vital a heart of thanksgiving can be to us today in this world that we live in. So today, I want to share with you some of those things that I have found. Let's look at the power of a grateful heart and the effects that it has on our lives. You know, there's many benefits of having a grateful heart. However, I'm just going to focus on eight, eight things that being thankful can do for you. First, it gets our eyes off ourselves. How many of you know that's a good thing when we get our eyes off ourselves? So as we get our eyes off ourselves, we get them back on God. Our focus turns back to Him. Second, as we praise God, it reminds us that we're not in control, but that we serve a mighty God who is in control. It keeps us in a place of humility and dependency on Him as we recognize how much we need Him in our life. Third, a grateful heart helps us to recognize how much we need to be thankful for, even all the little things the little things that we take for granted that we forget to thank Him for. You know, it's the little things that are really the biggest, the most important things in our life. Fourth, a thankful heart allows us to take the attention off our problems, and it helps us to focus on and remember that the goodness of God, that He has many blessings for us. Fifth, a grateful heart reminds us that God is the giver of all good things. You know, we were never intended to be fully self-sufficient in this life. And having a grateful heart just reminds us that ultimately God is our provider and that all blessings and gifts are graciously given to us by Him. Sixth, a grateful attitude leaves no room for complaining. I like the old saying that if you complain, you remain. But if you praise, you'll be raised. You know, it's impossible to be thankful and filled with negativity and an ungratefulness at the same time. So we want to have a grateful heart. The seventh thing it does is being grateful makes the enemy flee. 
The forces of darkness cannot stand to be around hearts that give thanks and honor to God. You know, our praise and thanksgivings will make demons flee every time we open our mouth and start praising God. And the last thing, a grateful heart opens the door for continued blessings in our lives. It invites God's presence into the atmosphere, and our spirit is refreshed and renewed as we praise Him and thank Him for what He's doing. You know, God loves to give good gifts to His children, and He delights in our thankfulness. He pours out His Spirit and His favor when we give Him honor and gratitude. The Word says in Psalms 22.3 in the Living Bible, For you are holy. The praises of our fathers surrounded your throne. They trusted you, and you delivered them. Well, you know, the same thing happens to us when we praise Him. You can't praise someone if you don't trust them. So I want to ask you today, do you trust God? That's your answer. As you trust Him, you praise Him. From this verse, we see that our praises surround His throne because we do trust Him. And as we praise Him, He is delivering us from all of our problems. Thankfulness is the key to having a life that you really want. If you want victory in your life, you simply have to adopt a lifestyle of being thankful. Let's look at Jesus' life as an example. Let's see how His thankfulness affected His life. He always thanked His Father, our Daddy God, for what He had and for always hearing Him when He prayed. That's how Jesus released miracles in His life. So, let's look at a couple examples. The first example is found in John 6, 1-13. In this story of the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus' attitude was one of thankfulness. He took a little boy's lunch of five loaves and two fishes, and then he just thanked God for it. He distributed it to the people. He gave it to the disciples, and they passed it out. That one little boy had his lunch, fed the multitude, and not only did it feed the 5,000, whenever the disciples went and gathered up the food, they had 12 baskets of food left over. We can see from this example of thankfulness that it impacts every area of our lives. If it's a small balance in your checkbook, thank God for what you have. That's your five loaves and your two fish. When you thank Him for being provider and the source of your supply, in spite of the little that you may have or the little that you may see, your little will become much. It becomes your seed. And when you plant that seed, it'll be multiplied. And you'll have a great harvest as you release your faith over that seed, over that little bit. And before you know it, you'll be helping other people because you have more than enough to meet your needs. Even if you're faced with what looks like an impossible situation today, you still have the answer. All you have to do is say, Father, I thank you. Here's another example. John 11, 38-44 tells us that Jesus stood outside Lazarus' tomb with Mary and with Martha. He commanded the people to take the stone away from covering the entrance. You know, he didn't see this situation as hopeless and impossible like Mary and Martha saw it. Instead, he simply lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Then he proceeded to call Lazarus out of the grave. And Lazarus came forth bound in his grave clothes. When Lazarus was raised from the dead, he had been dead for four days. This was Jesus' greatest miracle, and he accomplished this simply by saying, Father, 
I thank you that you hear me. And in verse 42, Jesus says, I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Jesus knew that his daddy would do whatever he asked him to do. But he thanked him beforehand for an awesome miracle that was about to take place. You know, this miracle brought great joy not only to Lazarus, but to his sisters, Martha and Mary. And we can see from these examples that we don't have to pray, Oh God, please do this for me. Please do that for me. We don't have to beg him. We don't have to pray like that. Instead, what we do is we find God's promise from his Bible, from the word, his love letter to us his covenant to us, and we put him in remembrance of that promise. Then we say, thank you, God, for hearing me. And because you have heard me, I thank you that I have what I've asked you for. Then when you thank God, the little that you have will be multiplied. It may be little faith. It may be little joy, little finances, little peace. But as I said earlier, thank Him. Your impossible situation will turn around and it will reflect God's provision and His increase. His resurrection power, that same power that raised Jesus from the grave, raised Lazarus from the grave, it'll hit you and it'll hit your situation and life will spring forth and you'll see that miracle that you're believing God for. As I take inventory of my life, I have a lot to be thankful for. And, you know, I'm sure it's the same way with you. As a nation, we have a lot to be thankful about. The first of the week, we celebrated Veterans Day. The men and the women who served our country through our armed forces. And if you're a veteran listening today, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your selfless service to this great nation. I pray God will bless you richly for your sacrifices. And this next week, we'll be celebrating Thanksgiving. Oh, we have so much to be thankful for, friends. You know, whether you're approaching this Thanksgiving with over-the-moon gratitude or just a meager attempt to drum up a heart of gratitude, I pray that you will find hope and encouragement as you think about the truth of our Daddy God and how much He loves you and how much He wants to bless you and how much He has good plans for you. I would like to share 10 of my favorite encouraging psalms, and I've put a faith confession with them so that you can confess them and ponder them as we go into this Thanksgiving week. I encourage you to get a pen and a paper and just jot down these Bible verses so that you can go back and read them and then make those faith confessions as you praise God and thank Him for His love and for His faithfulness towards you. The first faith confession is, God's beautiful love for me never changes, never fails, and never ends. This comes from Psalms 136, which says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. The second confession is found from Psalms 117, 1 and 2, which says, Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol Him, all people. For great is His steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. So the faith confession that goes with this one is, God's faithfulness towards me goes on forever. Hallelujah. The third confession is, God, you're God, and you're worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my thankfulness. You're awesome in creative power and full of goodness towards me. This confession comes from Psalms 100, verse 3. 
that says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. The fourth confession is, God purposefully created me as an intricate work of art, and He cares about every little piece of me. This confession comes from one of my favorite Psalms, Psalms 139, and it's verses 13 through 17. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praised you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me. When as yet there was none of them, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Does that not just make you get so excited to know that God knew you before you were born? He saw you being made in your mother's womb. I get excited about that. I get excited that He created us with a purpose. The fifth confession is, God is my greatest hope and encouragement when I'm tired and weary. As we enter this holiday season with all the hustle and the bustle, we may have a tendency to get tired. Or you may just be tired from everyday work, going to work, life, kids, job. I'd like you to take this confession from Psalms 42:11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. God is our hope and our encouragement. Psalms 56, 10 and 11 says, In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? This is our confession for this verse. God is my best and truest antidote when I'm in fear. Amen. This next confession comes from Psalms 23, verse 1, which tells us, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So from this verse, I'd like you to make this confession. God is my nurturing shepherd who knows just what I need all the time. You know, God is also our best defender. So you can confess, God is my defender. We get this from Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The next confession is, God is my trustworthy provider who has my best interest at heart. Oh, yes, he does. And this confession is from another of my favorite Psalms, Psalms 37, 3 through 5. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He will do it. Amen. He's going to do it for us. And the last confession comes from Psalms 145, verses 18 and 19, which says, The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear Him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. So our confession for this verse is, God is right here with me, right now, listening to me and eager to help me. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I'd like to encourage you to make a positive faith confession from God's Word every day. Because when you do this, it releases faith-filled words into the atmosphere. And those words are going to create your future. Isaiah 55, 11 tells us, So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. This is the same power that our words have. Our words will not return void to us, but they will accomplish what we send them out to do. Isn't that exciting? So what are you speaking? I challenge you right now to do a little checkup on your words. Are you speaking words of life or are you speaking words of death? Let's always speak powerful words that will change our future and create the future that, that we want to have. As we go into this Thanksgiving season, I'd like to remind you that a heart of thanksgiving brings many blessings to our lives. As I close today, I'd like to pray with you. So let's just take a minute and go before God. Dear God, Daddy, Father, I just thank you for your amazing power and your work in our lives. Thank you for your goodness and for your blessings that you give us every day. Thank you that you're able to bring hope through even our toughest times, the times that give us strengthening in our bodies, in our minds, in our spirits, a strengthening for our purpose, Lord. Thank you for your greatest love and for your care. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you that you always are with us and that you never leave us. Thank you for your incredible sacrifice, Jesus, so that we might have freedom in this life. And Father, I thank you that you forgive us when we don't thank you enough, when we don't thank you for who you are, for all that you do for us, and for all that you have already given us. Help us, Lord, to set our eyes and our hearts on you with a fresh perspective today. Father, I ask you to renew our spirits today. I ask you to fill us with your hope with your peace, and with your joy. We love you so much, and we need you today, God. We need you every day. And Father, we give you thanks, and we give you praise, for you alone are worthy. And Father, I thank you for those who are listening today. Lord, I ask you to turn those situations around that are causing them to struggle. And I ask you to bless them as we we go into the holiday season. Lord, I ask you to give them a touch today. If they're weary, if they feel like giving up, Father, I ask you to give them hope today. I ask you to let them think on these verses that we have shared today, Father, and that they will know how much you love them and how you have good plans for them, Father. And Lord, I thank you for loving us. I thank you for giving us a hope today. I thank you that you give us good plans, Lord. That's your purpose is to give us a hope and a future. And Father, I just want to thank you and tell you I love you. And I ask you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I am so thankful that you're with me today. I would like to invite you to take a few minutes and come visit me at luciaclaiborne.com because here you will find articles that will build your faith and confessions that will help you live in victory every day. And I just want to remind you about this also. I tell you this every time we get together. God is not mad at you. There's nothing you can do to make Him love you any more. And there's nothing that you can do to make Him love you any less. He is mad about you. He loves you so much. So until next time, I just want to encourage you to make that faith confession and walk in victory. Today's your day to make a turnaround 
and take a step towards victory. I know you can do it. And I'll see you next week.